Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we get into your word, we ask that it falls upon the good soil of our hearts that will grow thereby. And that you will be glorified in all things. We thank you and honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are on our seventh episode of our series, The Way, the Truth, and the Life. The seventh episode also happens to be the final episode for this series. And so as we make this journey to finish this, we hope that something has been said across this series that has been beneficial to your life to realize how it is how important it is for us to have a relationship with Jesus. And so today we're going to talk about Jesus being the true vine and that his desire is for us to bear fruit and to be always abiding and remaining in him. And that we can bear fruit by abiding in Jesus through our faith and living completely dependent upon him. Now we've gone through six other episodes. If you remember when we first started, our first episode was Jesus declaring that I am the bread of life. Then our second episode, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The next episode, Jesus says that I am the door. Then the fourth episode, he says, I am the good shepherd. The fifth episode, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And last week, we talked about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. And as I've already said, this episode today, the subtitle is True Vine, because Jesus said that I am the true vine. Now, as we go through this journey, we start off with our definitions. The first definition is the word true. True means to be conformable to fact, being in accordance with the actual state of things, genuine, pure, real, not counterfeited, not counterfeit, adulterated, or false. That's true. A vine. Some of y'all would say vine is licorice, but no, this is a different vine. This is a plant that produces grapes. The long slender stem of any plant that trails on the ground or climbs and supports itself by winding around a fixed object or by seizing anything with its tendrils or claspers. That is a vine. Next and finally is fruit. And fruit is simply production. That which is produced. Another word you could say is result. So we're going to look at two sets of scriptures today. John, the 15th chapter, starting at the first verse. And then we're going to go over to Galatians, 
the fifth chapter, starting at that 22nd verse. John 15 and 1, in the English Standard Version, it says it like this. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Three says, already you, have, you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Four says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Number five says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Galatians 5.22 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soil of our hearts in Jesus' name. And so now let's take a journey through John, the 15th chapter. And let's look at this. It says, in this passage, Jesus declares that he is the true vine and that God the Father is the gardener and we are the branches, the offshoot of the vine, that's us. And Jesus uses this metaphor as an example to get the people to realize what he is talking about. Because the children of Israel were often in the Old Testament symbolized by a vine or a vineyard in the Old Testament. So the main point of this metaphor that Jesus is giving is God wants us to increasingly bear fruit in our lives and to become like Jesus. Jesus says that God desires his followers to grow in fruitfulness. Then Jesus also talks about the progression of fruit, more fruit, and much fruit throughout the scriptures that we read today. So God desire is for us to have a result in our lives based upon our connection with Jesus. Now, the vine dresser, let's talk about him first. The vine dresser performs two functions with the branches. The first is 
the branches that are not producing any fruit, what does he do? He removes them. Notice that Jesus says he cuts off every branch in me. The phrase in me does not mean the same thing as Paul's words in Christ. Here it is part of the metaphor of the vine and seems to me every person who professes to be my disciple is not necessarily a true follower. How many of y'all have heard people say they're Christians but their actions tell tell you that they're not? How many of y'all have interacted with people that said that they were Christians and the revelation that you got from interacting with them is you don't want the kind of Jesus that they're talking about they're serving. So a branch that is that bears no fruit, a branch that bears no fruit is obviously obviously dead therefore it is cut off the next thing about this gardener he takes the vine that are producing fruit and he prunes them the there's an odd saying that says we are pruned in order to bloom now the process of being pruned seems odd or can seem a bit harsh. Yet we got to remember that the purpose of the pruning is what? To bring forth more fruit. I told y'all the story about my peach tree that I had in El Paso. And if one year it didn't have any fruit, so I had a, a gentleman come in. And he messed up my tree. My tree had this nice little beautiful shape. And that joker went in there and messed my tree up. He cut almost everything off. And he said, sir, I pruned your tree. I said, you ain't pruned my tree. You killed my tree. But it looked all messed up. But then when it came time for the fruit to come forth, we had these nice sized peaches. Because what happens is there's offshoots that come off that take away the nutrients and what is needed in order for the fruits to get to the right size. So what God does is the things that are extra or excess, he begins to remove them so that the main branch can produce the largest amount of fruit that is necessary for that branch. Y'all want me to make a little bit more plain? There's a lot of things that you might be able to do But sometimes you have to focus on the main thing. I have discovered that there's many opportunities that jump up just to cause us to not stay focused on the direction that God has for us. That there are many good things that look good and they feel good and they, but we have to understand that focusing on what God has designated for us to do is what is most important. So what can happen is we can go off on a tangent and next thing we know it seems like every time we try to do it, it comes to a dead end, it comes to a stop and we're like, Lord, what's going on? And he's like, I I didn't tell you to go down this way. We need to cut that off. There are some people in your life who for a time period they were 
providing you with nourishment. They were providing you with encouragement. But as you started growing, they started acting a little bit different towards you. And so now there may be some pruning of people in your life that you might need to conduct. I'll tell you, this is, I'm going to go down this alley just for a minute. There are some people that when you interact with them, you feel more tired, more drained than before you went, before, went to them. What should happen is this. There should be a mutual interaction, a mutual or a symbiotic relationship where y'all feed off of each other. If when you come out of the presence of a person and you felt that you was meeting with that person in order for both of y'all to feel better and you feel like that person feel better but you feel worse, you might need to reevaluate that person. There are some people that will just pull from you everything they can until they dry you up and then they'll go on to the next person. And so we have to also be able to prune ourselves from things that will not cause us to grow and to become what God has called for us to be. Amen. I'm not telling you about a specific person. I'm telling you to observe who is trying to be a part of your branch. Because God will give you the ability to cut off. He'll give you the, the, the wherewithal to tell you that you no longer need to be involved with this person or this event because it is not causing the fruit in you to grow to the fullest potential. So when we look at this situation, there is a there is a time whereby when things are growing, we get a chance to see them. And as we watch them grow, we watch them get bigger, plumpier, 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 plumper, thank you, sweetheart, plumper, I don't know why I couldn't think of that word, plumper, whatever it is to, for them to get bigger. But the one thing I remember when I was growing up, is we had a little garden in our backyard, and my, and my dad liked to plant tomatoes. And the first time you see the tomatoes come up, they're real small, right? They're real small. You know they're going to get bigger unless you've got cherry tomatoes. And then Christy will just take all of them off your, off your don't grow cherry tomatoes around Christy because she tries to take all of them and eat them all up. I'm just calling her out because that's what she did. All right. But if it's a regular tomato, you let that tomato start and it gets it's a little bud and then it becomes a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Well, dad would pull off the tomatoes while they were still green. And I didn't know this because I ain't from the country, but my parents were. They're from the country. And there's a thing called Fried green tomatoes. Now, it's really popular, but when I was growing up, I didn't know what it was. I was like, why are you eating tomatoes that ain't red yet? But they would fry them things up, and Daddy would eat them up. I wouldn't eat them because I was just like, that, that, ain't, that tomato ain't done. But sometimes what we do, we will uh, expect our fruit, the thing that God is producing in us, 
to be ready before it is, and then we'll try to make it ready. We'll try to put some, put some uh, what's that, cornmeal on it. We'll try to cover it up and present it like it's ready, but when you bite into it, you know it ain't ready because it don't taste like a red tomato. I'm sorry, I done went off on that. I went down that alley too far. But the thing is, we have to let God mature in us. We have to let the result of the Spirit of God in us cause us to bear fruit that reflects Christ in us. The way that we do that is this word called abide. Abide means to relish in, to relax in, to be in, to uh wait on, to continue to exist, to remain in existence of. That's what abide is. We have to abide in the word of God. We have to abide in, rest in, we have to remain in, we have to continue to exist in the word of God and follow the word of God in order to bear the fruit that God has in us to be manifest. Now, fruitfulness is the result of a son of the son's life being re, re, reproduced in a disciple. Now, in order for that fruit to be produced, the disciple's part is to remain in the son. We have to realize that number one, in order for us to remain in Jesus, we have to accept Jesus as our Savior. That's first and foremost. The second is that we have to continue or we have to persevere in believing what the Word of God says and the direction that it provides for us. This is how we abide. Third, it means that we can be, believe without a shadow of a doubt and have loving obedience toward the Word of God. And so it requires us to spend time in the Word. It's been, it requires for us to talk about the Word. It requires us to always look for opportunities to apply the Word. Have you ever met somebody that knows everything about everything. And as these people know everything about everything, the problem becomes when you keep talking to them, they really don't know anything. They know what they think they know, but they don't really know what it is they're supposed to know. There's a lot of people that major in the minor things, but they will not wrap themselves around the things that they need to know. Such as, it's very important for you to understand how to read. But if you think reading is not important, that you can, you can listen to what they're saying on Facebook, Instagram, um, what's the other one? Twitter. No, Twitter don't usually have that. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 not that one. TikTok. 
TikTok is the popular one now. You listen to all what everybody else is saying, but you don't understand how to do research yourself so that you understand what it is that you're reading. You can know it, but you may not know it. Because you heard what somebody else said. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate of whatever I stand in front of you and talk about, I don't, I don't expect you all to take what I say as 100%. Because I believe that there are certain things that God is talking to you about every time I stand in front of you. And you should be researching, understanding what it is that God's trying to grow in you. Because we're different. So we want to ensure that we are firmly attached to Jesus through our faith in him. Through our daily interactive relationship with him and our obedience to his life and his ways. Now one of the things that Jesus said that I want us to catch is this. He says that if we do not remain in him, you aren't bearing fruit. If you don't remain in him, if you don't exist, if you don't walk in, if you don't be in, if you're not wrapping yourself around Jesus and the word of God, then you are incapable of bearing fruit. It doesn't say you might not. It says you're incapable. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So to bear fruit, we have to be rooted and connected to Jesus who declared that I am the true vine of life, which means that I am the connection to the life that you need to have. If you, or when you, was out and about doing your thing back in the day, you, looked, you realized that there were certain people that you had to connect yourself to in order to get certain things. Jesus is saying the same thing. If you want true life, if you want real life, you have to connect to me. You have to be locked into me. We got to remain dependent on Jesus. And we have to resist trying to do things on our own. Why? Because when we try to do things on our own, means we're disconnected, and he, we can't do anything if we are apart from him. Y'all catch this now. If you're apart from him, that means you're not connected. If you're not connected, that means you won't have the fruit. If you don't have the fruit, you will not be able to do what it is that you're trying to do. Now, when we try to do things in our own strength, we always, I shouldn't say always, but always mess it up. Because most of the time when we do things in our strength, it's based upon our, sen based upon our, our senses, and our senses are limited. But if we walk in the strength of the Spirit of God, God's uh, Spirit goes outside our senses and has us move in a direction by which God has already set up the plan. 
Because only things, there's a song that says, only what you do for Christ will last. So what we want to do, the fruit that we want to bring forth, the things that we want to manifest, we want to cause it to be eternal and everlasting. We want to touch our legacy. We want to touch our great, 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 great grandchildren by doing what we are doing now so that it will carry on throughout our lineage. So our fruitfulness brings glory to God and it also demonstrates that we are disciples of Jesus. Now today I'm going to cause us to do this. To look at what is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I remember when I was growing up, I thought it had an S on the end. I thought it was fruits of the Spirit. In Galatians 5.22, I'm going to hit this really quickly and then we're going to call it a day. Galatians 5 and 22, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, what I want to tell you is, you cannot make these happen. You cannot make these happen. These are a result of the Spirit living in your life. Remember, I said if we try to do it on our own, we base it upon our five senses. But when we operate in the Spirit and when we submit ourselves to the Spirit of God, these things come out as true because they're connected to Christ. So to be connected to the true vine means that our fruit should have a spiritual connection, a spiritual result. Our love, our joy, our peace, our patience, our kindness, our goodness, our faithfulness, our gentleness, our self-control should surpass, should look like, should not look anything close to what people are used to because it's supernatural. It's above what looks natural. Our love should be supernatural. Our joy should be supernatural. Our peace should be supernatural. Our patience should be supernatural. Somebody just got mad at me for saying supernatural patience. But kindness should be supernatural. Goodness should be supernatural. Our faithfulness should be supernatural. Our gentleness should be supernatural. Our self-control should be supernatural. Not based upon our senses, but based upon God's Spirit leading us and guiding us. And what that will do, it will cause people to see something different in us. That's why Paul said that you need joy that's unspeakable. Yes. And it's full of glory. That's why he says you got to have the peace of God which passes all understanding. 
That's why he's saying when you're connected to the vine, when you have this relationship with Jesus, when you're locked into Jesus, when you are living a life that is reflecting Jesus, you become unusual. Peter said you become peculiar. Country folks say you become funny. Because you're different. You're outside the norm. Because supernatural is above natural. And so I want to encourage you today to lock into, to go through the pruning process so that the fruit of the spirit that you produce is full, complete, and entire. That it has no lack that it does everything that God has positioned for you to do and has a potential in you to do. But we must submit ourselves to the main line, to the vine, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because that is the only way that you can get the right connection. Have y'all ever seen an artificial tree that looks real? Have y'all ever seen artificial fruit that looks real? Have y'all ever tried to bite or pick up some artificial fruit and realize it was artificial and your mouth had already started, you know, getting, they call it water, but it's actually saliva star, because you're like, when I bite into this, whatever fruit it is, it's going to be delicious, and you realize it was just a display. Have y'all ever done that? Was y'all happy when it happened? No, y'all were hot. That's the same way that God looks at us. Be real and not artificial. How about this? Be real and don't be fake. How's that? That better? That's the, be, don't be fake. Be real. Be in Jesus. Don't fake like you in Jesus. Be real in taking time to pray. Be real in taking time to uh, read the word of God. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. Do it. Ain't that what Nike said? Just do it and you will realize that you will get a result that will be greater than what you thought in your mind. So I want to encourage you today to lock into the true vine because Jesus says that I am the true vine, the real vine, the vine that will provide you what is necessary for you to grow into what God has ordained for you to be. Amen? Amen. All right. If you today on, uh, out there in Facebook land, if you today do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can't even connect to divine. If you remember when I was talking about being connected, the first part of the connection was having a relationship with Jesus. And so what we want to do today is tell you that it is not a difficult thing for you to become connected. The Bible says it like this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And what that is telling us is that we have to make a confession with our mouths, meaning that we are willing to declare that we cannot do it within ourselves, but that Jesus is our way, our truth, and our life. And when we do that and know that because of what Jesus has done for us, 
we can be in communion with God. And so the Bible also says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that is our desire for you, is for you to have a relationship with him, for you to be tied into Jesus, who is the true vine, who will provide you with the level of nourishment that you need to become very fruitful in the kingdom of God. Now, if you have made that decision today to accept Christ into your life and to follow after him, we want to assist you along this journey. Please let us know by emailing us at info at godshousecc.com and we will come alongside you because I say it every Sunday, this is not an individual sport, this is a team event, and we will come along beside you to assist you into getting an understanding of what God has for you and wants to do for you. And as you begin to submit yourself to him, he will begin to open up doors for you and give you victory in so many areas. It's not necessarily an easy road. It doesn't mean that everything is going to be over, but you're going to have a renewed hope in knowing that he's able to do greater in you than you've ever thought could happen. And we want to assist you and be a part of that in your life. Let us know again that you've made that decision. Info at GodsHouseCC.com, and we will get back with you and assist you along this journey. Well, friends and family, that is it for this week. That is the seventh episode of our series, The Way, The Truth, and The Life. We hope that something was said through this series that has caused you to renew or to reestablish or most, of, uh, most certainly reaffirm your relationship in Jesus. And our desire is that you will grow and become all that he has for you. So with that said, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.